And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Scene Invaders with me. So hello to everybody. How's it going? Ready to talk about Ozark? Oh, yeah. I've been ready for this since we actually made the announcement, so I'm excited to see what we have here. Um, I definitely wasn't, uh, to be honest with you, I was actually surprised with the way that the opening scene was, because I was actually expecting it to be in Mexico. As a matter of fact, I was actually expecting maybe half the season in Mexico and then maybe transfer out back into Ozark. But with the way that they did, it was really good. With them doing like a flash forward type of deal where you wind up seeing the birds on the road. They're making some type of FBI deal. And then this, of course, when they get into the car accident and then it flashes back over into Mexico. All right. Help me understand that because that actually really confused me. When does that car crash take place at the end of this season i'm thinking this is going to happen in the middle of next season okay because okay yeah i'm pretty sure that's going to be foreshadowing into something that we're getting for next uh for the next season everything now it was actually shocking yeah but the way they filmed it didn't you for a second think when they're cleaning themselves with you know the blood off themselves that it was directly after the car accident but then it turns out that was just helen pierce's blood and and guts all over them that they had to clean off before they went to the party so it was a really nice way to film it for sure definitely had me me scratching my head to be honest with you my fiance was even confused about that scene though herself she was what's going on here i was like this is probably something that's going to happen later on in the season they're just teasing it and to um, put a wall over our eyes for a minute. But as soon as I said that, it goes back over to Mexico with uh, Omar. And then we're introduced to his nephew, uh, Javi. Javi. And Mm -hmm. Javi reminds me of the Godfather one with Sonny, where basically he ratches out rationally, irrationally actually, and bases his emotion. Basically, he's very emotional in a sense, where he bases his senses on emotions rather than strategy. And that's yeah. where Omar's at with him as well. He's like, you've got to be patient. You have to set things up before you go in and do something. You can't just automatically pull the trigger. Yeah, and that's that's actually something that we predicted in, in the show a few days ago because we, 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 were, we were like, they always have a new character that just, you know, steals the steals the show sometimes you know there was Roy Petty then there was Ben uh and now this season with Javi and Mel Saddam with uh with the PI so right. they, they always they always find a way to bring a new character in that's that's like a major player in how things go down for that for that specific season so I, we were we were looking for for somebody new to come and we got we got two people so that was that was cool that was really cool. As a matter of fact, I thought that we would actually have maybe one of the new characters killed off or something like that because they're good about killing off. They introduce new characters, but then they killed them off. And I was thinking right. that maybe one of them would get killed off, but not Javi, though. Javi's too important for the plot points. I was thinking maybe that something would happen to the PI, maybe blackmail, maybe uh, getting them off of the bird's, um, bird's asses a little bit and everything, too. I was also going towards that little bit of a prediction and everything too, but I liked the direction that went in. I didn't feel yeah. like anything about this season was wasted. Everything was perfectly well executed to the point where most of our predictions came true on some of the things, yeah. just in a different yeah. way that we predicted. Right. 
Uh, well, yeah, Wahavi, he's definitely set up to be the big bad for for the finale of the series. And I think they cast it a, like perfectly because he's he's scary. And for, for the amount of scary characters that are actually in this show, he does bring a different weight that, you know, he doesn't care. Like, uh, oh. I mean, spo- spoilers are okay, right? Yeah, this is actually a spoiler review that we're having. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he killed... Wyatt with no hesitation. Wyatt no. was just a young, young little kid. But speaking of, we got some things right, but wrong with how they happened. So, uh, excuse me, I'm forgetting her name. Darlene. Darlene. Yep. So Darlene, you know, she did have a badass season. She she killed a couple couple people, and she has a really quick trigger finger. But the way she went out, it was kind of like Omar from The Wire. Like she just she just died. She right. had no chance. You know, and to be honest with you, that was the best way to end her, though, because usually she yeah. has time to prepare. Right. Usually is always the person going into their house. She's already let's say, for instance, she's making dinner or something. Oh, I'll be right back. I got to go and get something. Of course, it's her famous shotgun that she shot her husband with and then shoots everybody mm-hmm. else with that crosses her. She didn't have time to do that this time. Javi comes in with like a blind side and just blindsides her and shoots her. And then yeah. he apologizes to the kid and then shoots uh, Hoyt though t- uh, shoots him too, and walks yeah, out Wyatt. the door like nothing. Yeah, Wyatt. Yeah, and uh, that that left a big shock on me. <laughs> to to be honest, yeah, with dude. That's that scene, and it all comes full circle, right? Because in the beginning, the cartel was like, "Yo, tell her to stop making heroin. We, it's not going to end well." And they told her that they were like, "Look, right. these guys, they're not going to play around. If you don't stop, they're going to do something about it." And that was true. He he killed both of them in, in no hesitation in Javi whatsoever. Javi's scary, man. I, I mean, he's unpredictable. I mean, he is. He is very unpredictable. And now with everything with the FBI deal that he knows about, which saved Marty Bird's life, do you think Omar dies before Javi then? Okay, so here's the thing that I I'm, was seeing it play out whenever they were doing the deals. I think Javi doesn't even know that there was a deal with Omar. And I don't think that Omar signed the deal yet because he looks at it and then he just leaves it on the table for us to either decide if he signed it or not. Because he could have just thrown it away. But what I'm thinking is, as sneaky as the FBI is with them, he signs the deal. They both go back to Mexico. They're both thinking that they're in charge when they're not in charge. It's about canceling each other out. Which one's going to be the alpha in this whole entire operation? And yeah. who's going to be the one who winds up taking over? Is it going to be mm-hmm. Omar or is it going to be his nephew? And his nephew's going to go to war with, and it's going to be a split between the operation, I believe, in the next season where you have a division. You're going to have Omar's crew probably go with Jaffe. Some of the people who are faithful to Omar goes with, keeps, uh, keeps with them. I'm thinking it's going to be very divided. It's going to be like a Game of Thrones kind of style in a uh, Ozark kind of feel where who's going to get the throne of the cartel? Who's going to yeah. be in charge of it? Who's going to be running it? Oh, man, they really they did a great job setting up the part two, the, 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 the end of the series, because like the stakes are as high as ever. You know, that Mel Saddam's still looking for – he's. Uh, uh, I keep forgetting her name. The lawyer. He's still oh, he's still Helen. looking. Helen, yeah, Helen Pierce. He's still looking for Helen. 
he kind of knows she's dead. Like he was leading that on. He's like, I don't really care if I need a body or a signature. That's all I need. A body is just as but good the, as a signature. I'm ready. To, right. Right. But I think he's going to get himself killed because he, he reminds me way too much of Ward Petty where he's obsessed and he's a workaholic and he's, he's just going to keep digging, keep digging. And I could see Javi just killing him. Be like, enough of this too. guy. Enough of this because, guy. Get out of here. Because think of it like this: He shot the sheriff that yeah. was linked to Darlene, which is strike was on his strike list as soon as the opening season happened. I'm gonna get rid of the heroin stuff because that is not something I want to be a part of. That's not something the cartels want to be a part of. And so he gets rid of the sheriff that was covering for Darlene. Then you wind up seeing the shift where maybe it could actually lead into the fact with the PI being killed by Javi because of the fact that he's getting too close to it with with Helen being obsessed with it to the point where he has to kill her. Right. Because he's getting too close with it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more to be done to clean up. Like if, if they if they in Javi's mind, if he wants to have a, a successful operation in the Ozarks, there's a lot of cleaning up to do. And a lot more bodies need to fall. Um including some more major, major characters. The plot point I'm most excited about for part two is got to be Ruth and Frank Jr. Because they hated each other. They hated each other. And now it's at the point where when Frank Cosgrove Jr. got the call and she's calling like, why would you have to kill Wyatt? And he's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. The look on his face was like, she's in trouble. I'm going to go help her out. That's what I got. That's what I got from it. So I think they're ultimately going to team up and hopefully Frank Jr. saves Ruth because Ruth going after Javi alone. A big mistake. Ruth, she's she's a badass, but that's a no, no. He's got guards. He's got he's got the cartel behind him. You can't do that alone. But Frank Cosgrove, he's got the KC mob. His dad is dead due to Darlene, which was a crazy scene. So he does have the KC mob behind him. He can get the soldiers in place if needed. And maybe he's the one that ends up ultimately taking things over and the cartel could get wiped out. Like if Omar truly wants to retire and Javi's dead, I mean, of course, there'll always be somebody else that comes up. But in terms of the of the Ozark world, it could be Frank Cosgrove Jr. who ends up on top. And it's funny because when we first met him, he was a complete jerk, asshole. Right, he was a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was like a nothing character. But now he's had a bit of a humbling experience, and his interactions with Ruth this season were were like some of my some of my favorite moments to watch because of how sincere he was with her, and he was gonna kill Darlene for her. And then when she said don't do it, he was like okay. And then when he heard that Wyatt died, he was distraught. He was upset. So I, I think he's really going to go help her. I think so, too. And also, too, the way the mafia works is the son is always the one who takes over once the father dies. So Casey yeah. Mob, same standard, same thing. Uh, he's in charge. It would make more sense for Ruth to go on ahead, check herself. I know she's pissed off. I know she's hurt. I don't blame the girl. But she needs to pull over, check herself for a minute, and figure out, is it better if I go alone and face Javi or is it better for me to go
go where the KC mob is and get some help, have an army with me rather than go in it alone. And yeah. Ruth, Ruth is smart. She'll, she'll, I think that she's going to get, I think she's going to get Frank Jr. on, on there. I think that they're going to go after Javi. It's going to be a cartel versus uh, Casey mafia in the States. And there's going to be a war as well with the, uh, with the other thing going on in Mexico. I think there's going to be three different, two different wars going on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Then let me ask you this. What, what do you think is more likely that Ruth cools off? and goes to him or Frank finds her before she gets too far. And was like, come here, let's talk about this. Let's figure it out. What's more likely who finds who first. I think Frank will reach out to root first because yeah. I'm thinking to myself too, as this is being played out. I'm like, how do you find hobby? Hobby's all over the place. Mm-hmm. You don't know where he's at. He's unpredictable. He could be, be in your truck, for example, and you don't even know it. I'm not saying that he's in there or anything like that, but he's an unpredictable character. I'd much rather do business with Omar, to be honest with you. He's a little bit more level-headed and a little little bit to where, yeah, Marty hung up on him, but at least you can make some type of deal in the middle, in a sense. He knows where he stands on people. With Javi, though, it's pretty much, I want to kill you and that's it. And don't even ask questions later. And with Ruth, I, I can definitely see... Uh, Frank reaching out to her first, saying, come here, let's talk about this. I have men on my side. You don't have anything but a shotgun and a truck. You need people on your side. Let's come out with some negotiations here. Let's go down the middle. And I wouldn't be surprised if he also splits certain territories with her at the end, if she comes out of this a lot. I sure hope she does, man. I sure hope she does. We recently... uh... Talked about it on our newest episode of the podcast. And, I actually listened to that. <laughs> oh, did you? So yeah. we were thinking about, you know, what a spinoff could be. And in my mind, the only spinoff I would want to see is Ruth. That's it. If it's not her, I don't want to see it. I mean, the Jason Bateman storyline before he gets, like when he's in Chicago, I don't really need to see that because season one kind of explained all that, in my opinion. But I would love to see where Ruth goes and what, what she does. So hopefully she, she survives. And I, I really hope Frank Cosgrove survives too. If you want to do some death predictions, I'm, I'm all for it, man. But I, I, I think they're the, they're the duo that are going to team up. Jonah don't know where his head's at because now his, his new boss is dead. His parents were right. You're not, you're not safe when Darlene's involved. And Javi got the jump. She was also on... another. She was also, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, go ahead. Also, but she's also another unpredictable character as well. You didn't know where she was going either. Yeah. Things. He was quick yeah. to pull the trigger as well. So yeah, the his parents had every right to be scared for him. Right, yeah. and and the and the fact that Javi got to jump on her speaks volumes because we've seen. We've seen Darlene take out major players with zero hesitation. She has the quickest trigger finger ever. Like you, you say the wrong thing, you're dead. But Javi got to jump on her and she had zero chance to fight back. Zero. So now I'm really worried. Is he going to, is he going to go after Jonah now? Because he was involved in her operation. You know, obviously, obviously Ruth is in danger. We, We were just talking about that. But in terms of, the birds and the birds' children. I wonder who's more in danger at this point. 
okay, so let's go back with the whole prequel story and stuff like that, too, and then I'll cover the other. Um, as far as a prequel story goes and things like that, I don't see that happening. I see that as a foreshadowing of of um, Marty being dead. I see it as a foreshadowing. Anytime that they show a flashback scene, something to link us to the first episodes or anything like that, that tells me probably that he's going to wind up dead in part two. Somehow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think there's a chance that Marty survives. Um, it just doesn't. Yeah. It just doesn't add up to all the shit he's gotten his family into so many close calls. I mean, how many times have the cartel almost killed him themselves? He's, he's been in so many close calls that he's gotten out of Scott free, but I'll tell you what, I don't, I don't know who in his family is going to survive. I got a feeling Wendy will. What about you? Wendy, I can see coming out on top. I can see her daughter coming out. Now, okay, as far so as son, yeah, as far as Sunda goes and everything, he was doing finances for Darlene, stuff like that yeah. for Ruth, who was actually under uh, Darlene. There, and also too, another thing I want to mention too: anytime that a member of the mob or a member of the cartels or anything like that has major beef with somebody else, the family's not safe. The whole family's not right. safe. Right. It's and. Be honest with you, it could be the whole family dying at the end of the season. But yeah, it, if the whole family dies, I feel like that's the only way Marty survives, where he loses everything. But uh, one of my co-hosts had a theory that, and now it's kind of it's kind of resonating in my mind, like it could happen that Charlotte's going to be the one to die because she's the innocent and. Javi could kill her to send the message, and then that could lead up to Marty, Frank Cosgrove Jr., the Casey mob, and Ruth all going after the cartel to try to kill Javi at the end. But if Charlotte died, that would be very emotional because she is the true innocent. I mean, she knows about everything. She's not exactly, quote unquote, innocent, but has she killed anyone? Has she done anything that's been too bad? No. So her dying, that would be a gut punch. A true gut a gut punch. That's and true. It would it would be nuts. So so he predicted that that she would die. And I'm like, hey man, I don't know. And his also I like the theory that Jonah will be the one kind of like uh Bran in Game of Thrones, the one who uh ends up taking over at the ripe age of 14 years old. <laughs> that that actually makes sense though with him taking over, to be honest with you. It does. Because he is it, people might consider him maybe uh, the weakest link or whatever and stuff like that, but he's doing finances. He's doing money laundering. He knows how to see he made a whole system on his own without his dad's system. And it's ten times better. So yeah. I wouldn't be to be honest with you, I wouldn't I could see him probably going out and making a deal with Javi, saying, look, I'll do all your money laundering business. I'll stay here in the Ozark, everything, and I'll do whatever you need me to do. That's how I see it be, maybe playing out. Um, but yeah, definitely his sister has an innocence about her. She All she does is basically like little pedal work, for example, with the security thing over inside the uh, casino for her dad when her right. came. She does like little small secretary kind of work 
and doesn't really do anything. And right. And and like works at the legitimate casino that is technically legitimate, even though they loan their money through it. Um, but that that would be that would be a hard scene to watch, to be honest with you. And I, I wouldn't put it past Ozark to pull a death like that. Um, do you know how many episodes it'll be? Probably around seven again, if you, if we had a guess. Probably around seven, but maybe around maybe five. Yeah, it like, could be even shorter. You're right. Yeah. Guys, so, don't forget, Sopranos did the same thing. They broke it up into two uh, yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah, Breaking Bad did too. They did uh, eight and eight for for season five. It was five uh, A and five B. I don't I don't know why shows tend to do that for the final season, but hey, whatever, whatever, whatever works and for for them. But uh, so. So yeah, we we thought that that Charlotte could get killed, and if she does get killed, it'll be quite early. So maybe we'll see the the car flip scene in the beginning of part two, and then she's like getting better or something like that, and then Javi just takes her out to send the message because he doesn't care about killing kids. He doesn't, and and may, maybe he'll be looking for Marty, and he's not there, so he'll just kill her, but. It, it now it's just in my head of the weight that that death would would hold that it could happen because this is Ozark we're talking about and there there's so many what there's so many of those types of moments in this show every season so it's it's really got me thinking that that she might die thinking that too though to be honest with you I mean anybody could die at any given moment. And yep. I like the fact that we have that emotional attachment to every character, but I can see her probably being bruised up in the hospital. Maybe Javi takes her out in the hospital. Maybe something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Happening. Right. Because at that point, and, she can't run. She she's in the hospital, maybe in a coma, maybe something that we don't know about. And he takes mm-hmm. her out. Marty's probably banged up to the point where he can't get around. We'll have the birds mm-hmm. injured, and it's easy pickings now because they're injured. And you also yeah. have Jonah with them too. So that's another thing. You have Jonah with them. Then you also have um, their daughter with them. The whole family's together. Right. And the whole, and that's a great point about the car accident. We don't know the extent of their injuries. We have no idea because it technically hasn't happened yet in the show. I mean, it happened, but we haven't seen the outcome of it. We don't know how it was a bad accident. Like we don't know how bad shape they're in. So they all could be in the hospital for some reason. And, and the reason why he might kill Charlotte and not, and not Jonah is because maybe he knows Jonah made the system and he has value. And the only reason that you can survive in the cartel's eyes is if you have some type of value that they can use. Well, I'm going to get that in a minute too. Brandy says, I won't be surprised if Ruth gets killed. We kind of touched on that a little bit, but I'll just give a little bit of a refresher for a second. Uh, yeah. yeah, we did say that we, th- we thought that she would actually team up with the KC Mafia and then she would join forces with them to where her and Javi, where they wind up taking Javi down. That was our prediction for next season. But back yeah. to what you were saying, um, because I want to cover this. Because remember, Marty was on the way to die in season one, right? Yeah. And this is yeah. And this is and get this. This is speaking to what you were saying. If 
the cartel don't have a reason to keep you alive or anything like that, they're going to kill you. Marty was scrambling to find a way to live. And he yep. finds I find the pamphlet for the Ozark, and that's where we want. That's where we're at. And More the sun line. is yep. right. The, the whole the line sun could used... be doing right. Yeah, and the sun the sun could be doing the same thing where he has to try and find a way out of the situation and make it better for him to where he survives. It's like how his father had to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that interaction might have to happen before charlotte's dead or at least before he knows charlotte's dead because if charlotte's dead he's he's kind of got a craziness to him too we, we've seen him hold a shotgun to helen pierce before so i feel like if he knows charlotte's dead he won't be able to to make that deal so maybe that'll happen first and then we'll, we'll see charlotte get killed maybe something doesn't go right some hobby he's not liking um and and i'm still not sure with with Omar and Agent Maya of how that relationship's going to play out. Do you think Agent Maya is in, in any danger? Maya's in, to be honest with you, Maya's in trouble. She may think yeah. that she does the right thing, but she's not in trouble with Javi. She's in trouble with Omar. So yeah. if Omar survives, Maya's dead. Maya's axed off. List completely. Yeah. Now, if when, but that's if Omar survives. That's only if. Javi okay. doesn't know anything about Maya. I don't think. Other than, the, I, I don't know. I don't remember him mentioning Maya at all in the season. That's just me reading everything I saw about Maya. And but I don't see Javi going after her. I see Omar going after her because of the stuff that. Hey, there was a deal that was supposed to be made in that mall. That that deal wanted up being broken, and they backstabbed Omar. That's going to be blood on her hands. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she may think that she's doing good, but no. I, I could be wrong, but I think the only way, the only thing that Javi knows about is because uh, Wendy convinced Omar to call Javi and tell him about the deal so that Marty would live. And that was like the fourth time Marty's on his knees with a gun pointed to his face that we've seen, and he gets out of it again. So. Yeah, she's in trouble, man. I'm, I'm, but I, I kind of think that Javi might kill Omar before Omar gets a chance to kill Agent Maya because the whole season Omar was paranoid about his nephew, and that's one of the big reasons why he wanted out. And he's like, I don't have to get worried about getting assassinated, getting arrested, assassinated by who? And he's like, my nephew, and it's just like he truly believes that Javi will kill him given the chance and he will and he he definitely will so man this show the writing is so good and the casting is so good just it's amazing and every character serves a purpose it's not there just to be there you know what I mean but uh, Crichton Films asks Marty was right about everything perhaps they will return to Marty's doomed plan to flee after all Here's the thing. You can flee, but you can't flee from the cartel. And also, too, you can't flee from the FBI either. And it looked like they were about to make a deal with the FBI to flee, but then they got into that car accident. And then now it looks like maybe all bets might be off because now they're sustaining an injury problem. 
to the point where they can't meet up with the FBI and get that protective custody they wanted and to go back into Chicago. Because if they go on ahead, they're going to be under uh, protective custody, not only protective custody, but you're also looking into witness protection programs where they're no longer going to be the birds. and They're not going to be able to go to Chicago or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's good. That, that, I think you might be right. I think that was probably what was happening during that car scene. They were probably on the way to make a deal with the FBI to, to just run, to get out of there. Probably once they found out about Darlene and Wyatt getting killed. Now, what do you think about Helen Pierce's daughter? Her, her, her storyline this season was strange to say the least. What, what's up, what's was- up with her? I think all it was was just trying to find out where where her mother is, which is understandable because she wants she wants to know what happened to her mother, and she wants to know where she's at, which I'm to- totally fine with. I thought that she was pretty much just like a side character this season, yeah. Of just that mystery element of where's Helen. Everything. Yeah. Now and Charlotte she knows told her what now. happened, right? Right. right. Yeah, right. she does. So. Maybe that knowledge that she knows, maybe Mel Saddam, oh, he's going to get to her, figure something out, bring that knowledge to to someone like Javi, and that's how he'll end up dead. I'm telling you, that guy's going out. That guy's going out hard. He's he's too obsessed, and you cannot be too obsessed in Ozark. You end up dead. You got to play it cool. That's the only way to survive. Play it cool and have value. That's that's the way you survive in this show so far. It's anyway. like playing a chess game. It's like playing a yeah. chess game, trying to figure out the best strategy for you, what worked for you, and how to be alive in the Ozone. Otherwise, you're going to wind up six feet under. Yeah. But another thing, too, is what did you think about the whole Ben situation where, you know, you have the family who's dealing with Ben with the tragic loss of Ben? Because, like I said before, they don't know exactly what happened to Ben or anything like that. We're going to be seeing family trying to get over it but then you also have darlene who puts up all these posters of him and now it's like well shit what do i do now (laughs) yeah and then wendy tried to use that to her advantage and called her and thanked her for it and uh i I like their bickering back and forth but yeah the ben storyline um there are some theories which i do not believe at all that he's actually still alive i i don't buy that for one minute uh especially because how distraught wendy was now she could have just been distraught because she thinks he's dead because we didn't actually see him die but the mobster showing up and everything and the ashes it just he's dead in my opinion like he's dead if yeah he's dead so but that whole thing with with Ruth getting in the ashes with Wendy being pissed about it. And then everyone kept throwing it back in her face, especially Ruth and Jonah were like, well, you killed him. You killed your brother. And then I love the line where Jonah says to Charlotte, would you kill me? And she goes, that's different. And then later on we find out all, all he wanted to hear was, of course, I'd never kill you. You're my brother. So he's just bringing up how, how messed up it is that she ultimately had her brother killed and it's it's a tough situation and that was fueling ruth this whole season and it fueled jonah as well to go end up working for ruth so i found that storyline i I loved ben man he was such a great character and we still got 
more storylines out of Ben, even though he's gone. So I, right. I, re- I really enjoyed that part of the season. Same here. It's like his presence is not here, but we're going to find a way to let this, all the repercussions that Ben's done in like the last season, we're going to get that flushed out in this season too. As well, we're right. going to get this flushed out. And man, they do a good job with it. Even going as far as the PI investigating Wendy's father, which I would never have thought that we would actually get a little bit of a backstory on the father a little bit, the separation between him and Wendy. I thought that was really good. Now, why was, why did Wendy lie about the the drug, the drug use that Ben was doing? Because Because for her rehab centers. Yeah, for her rehab centers because it helps sells. Because think yeah. of it like this. That woman was about to say no to her. And I actually, and I told my fiance this too. I said, oh my God, she's doing the Ruth card. That's what I call it, the Ruth card. Where where she bought the hotel. Where she said, I just want to see everybody coming into this hotel and have an establishment where people can go to. Because this is the place that I would want my kids if I had kids. And then you see Wendy doing the same thing that she's doing. Yeah. It's like, and pulling the tears just like Ruth did. And I'm like, this is very foreshadowing of what Ruth did. And it's like, well, if it wasn't for my brother Ben uh, having a drug addiction, I just wanted the pharmaceutical companies to be there for me through this hard time. And I figured this would be a great way to remember my brother and his name. I'm like, this is just like Ruth. And I'm like, is she going to go along with this? Is this woman really going to go on ahead and give her tough love? Or is she going to go on ahead and sign some paperwork? And she was hesitant at first. And then she winds up signing the papers. Yeah. And another aspect to their great writing that does come into play because like you say, Mel Saddam, the PI goes and finds out that that's a, a lie. He he wasn't a drug addict. He did have bipolar, and he wasn't on his meds, which you should be on your meds if you have bipolar. And uh, so he was acting erratically, but the drug thing was a lie. So that's when Mel puts together, hey, she lied about that. He's missing. So is Helen. So then he had that whole theory that Ben killed Helen and they're hiding it. They're covering it up for him. And and he's hiding. And he's got friends in Knoxville. He's He was like, I'll, I'll go talk to them. And, you know, that's obviously going to lead nowhere. But that, that writing was perfect because it gave us another – it gave the PI a reason to distrust the bird's word. And now he's going to go looking elsewhere for more info. And I really think he'll end up talking to Helen's daughter. I think he will, and I think she could break and and tell the uh, tell the story. I mean, why wouldn't he, he talk to her? He's trying to finalize the divorce between her parents, so maybe bring closure he'll go to him. Right, so maybe he'll go talk to her, and and she'll break and she'll tell the truth. And since this guy's a psycho, he won't take it to to authorities. He'll try to like break the case on his own, and it's going to end up getting him killed. And right, and this also might be a chance for him to be back on the police force, though, too. He's probably thinking, I can be like the Lone Ranger. I can go ahead, do this big case, and seal the deal and get back where I once was because he was stealing evidence and cocaine out of out of evidence lockers and everything, and that's what right. got him kicked off the force to begin with. And this is his ticket back in. 
he's yeah. he's a de- he's not only is he unpredictable, not only is he also um, obsessed, but he's also in desperate need. He's de- desperation, and his hour of desperation is whenever he's going to wind up. It's going to wind up costing his life. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to go out big time, kind of like Roy Petty. They they remind, they remind me of each other so much. They really do. Uh, crime uh, Hobbs films because the show almost seems like out with the old and in with the new. Like, yeah, yeah. And another I thing mean, I want to mention is, oh, sorry, go on ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just yeah to the point earlier. There's always a new character that comes and then they get killed, <laughs> and they somehow find a way to be a great character no matter how long they're in the series for. But what were you going to say? But back with Omar. And his nephew Javi. What's how much uh, over and under? Do you think that he's going to kill him as soon as he gets out of prison? Javi's probably going to find out that he gets out of prison. That's also another thing I'm going with. He doesn't even make it to Mexico. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think I think Omar will die very early in the, in uh, part two. It could be the first episode because Javi is clearly the big bad that they're going to have to deal with at the end. And that'll go on to the final episode. So I think you're right. I think, I think Omar's days are very numbered because once he got that deal to he's he'll be allowed to go back to Mexico. He'll get killed right in Mexico or maybe before he even gets there. Not only that, but he also punched Javi, which is disrespect to Javi, which also calls for retaliation against Omar even. Also, to choosing the birds over him and his own instincts as well. That's a big no-no for Javi as well. Hobby as well. So you have a beef war between Omar and him for that. Um, but also to Darlene and Wendy, that whole scene when she has the heart attack and Wendy's over there just watching her. I'm like, is this it? Is this how she goes out? Then all of a sudden, the next episode, Darlene's inside the hospital bed. I'm like, nope. Like we said, she's a tough woman. She's a tough SOB who doesn't yep. take no crap from anybody. And, you know, for her to go out in a heart attack, that's not her style. That that no. wouldn't be her. But it was foreshadowing. She was shot in the heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Man, that I can't get that scene out of my head. That was the one that, that was the one you had to go and rewind and watch again. Like the moment they walk in. Javi has the gun. Javi's in control. Sit down. Very calm. Very calm about everything. It was like, I told you to stop doing the the heroin business. Boom. And I was just like, wow. 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 And and she's been built up from season one as just this lunatic that you don't mess with. So that puts Javi on an even higher level of of danger of how serious he is. And he'll kill anyone. Exactly, but she's been warned three times from him. So yeah. she did. He did leave her. Uh, this is where credibility is with Hobby, though. For me, he told it about three or four times throughout this whole entire season. It was her own fault that she didn't listen. She thought yeah. she knew it because she took out one of the cartel leaders in the very first season, which I was not expecting. So yeah, she thought that she was in control of the situation. She yeah, I already wasted one cartel guy, one cartel a million. I'll go on ahead and kill this guy too. But that's the way you kill Darlene is you go over there before she, while she's out. And then while she's out, 
Pull, uh, go on ahead, get her inside, sit her down on the couch so that she doesn't go in the back to go get her shotgun. Because remember, she said, oh, I got to go get... No, no, no. You're going to sit down on the couch. And yep. then that's when he winds up killing her and winds up killing Wyatt. And, you know, of course, too, I have to say this, with Ruth, she was even telling Wyatt, look, you need to leave. Darlene is bad for you. Come with me. We have enough money get out of this thing and it looked like that he was going to get out of it and then Darlene pulls him back in with yep. this tears and everything and he was and I think he was going to end it I really do I don't think the kid was going to play this time yeah I mean unfortunately he was just in, in love with the psycho you know it, it, he just had to go back to her because you know obviously he wasn't there he's still alive and he had a couple chances to leave this year because he was he was frazzled when she killed that that cartel member and when they had to go bury him. He didn't like that. He was like, "What just happened?" And that guy, you know, he didn't really do anything. He was like, "I didn't know I had a lot of cops." And that's all. That's all he had to say for her to kill him. And that's that's with her quick trigger finger. And I didn't even notice she was holding the shotgun before she lifted it up to kill that guy. It was it, 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 it's so fast. it was so cool. Yeah, so fast. So you're exactly right. That's the only way to kill Darlene the way Javi did it. That's the only way that you can. Right. And yeah. uh, now another thing too is with, um, you know, of course with Root's cousin and everything too, Wyatt, uh, he had to bury about two bodies with uh, from Darlene. At first it kind of freaked them out. Then it came to be like our husband did everything and buried bodies. Yeah, to the point where he kind of put a veil over his eyes. Okay, so this is going to be the life that I have to be to be with her, happy to be away from that trailer park. Okay, I'll do it. Right, man. Poor kid. My my wife was really sad. She was like, "No, I can't believe they had to kill him too." And I'm like, "If you get wrapped up with Darlene, that's going to happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually." So luckily, Ruth wasn't there, man. I, I'm yeah. I'm so so nervous for her for the final for the final uh, part of the season uh, of the series. I really am. Everything we talked about and more because I just love her so much, man. She is a great great character. And Julia Garner, man, I'll be following her career from now on. She Me too. Just, she's great, man. That I mean, she's a and that yeah. just that that accent, like that's not even a real accent. She she crushes it, dude. She crushes it. Every every scene, she steals it. Love it. She's a tough character. She's a tough actress. She's going to be one of those actresses that we're going to be speaking of for millions of years, I believe. Yeah. With the way things are. Yeah. Um, Brandy did say this, and, and Ryan Hobbs has something, too. She, said, she says, I have to say, Ruth is probably her favorite character at this point. Yep, mine, too. Ours Me, too. too. Um, then... Crichton says, I wonder how the baby Zeke is going to play in the future episodes. Ooh. Tough one. Well, Wendy was trying to get that baby for a while now. So maybe Wendy gets her. And if the thing we're talking about that Charlotte dies, you know, that could be her daughter. It's not, I'm not like saying, uh, it, it could be like, it, you know, another another kid to have. I'm not saying it would replace Charlotte, but maybe it would help. Redeem, redeem her a little bit. To 
some stability yeah. to where she doesn't do anything like this again to settle right. her down a little bit. Because at first, Wendy wasn't wanting to do this, and all of a sudden, she just got wrapped into the politics of it. She got wrapped up into everything to the point where she's basically the queen of money laundering. Yeah. And politics. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's good, man. She's good. I, I love Laura Linney in the show. And some people complain about her. <coughs> I don't get it. I mean, did, did did you watch all of Breaking Bad? Yeah, I watched that whole all the seasons of Breaking Bad. So, the, when people complained about Skyler, I I understood that because she was always like that. Uh, this is this like she was always complaining about something. Obviously, Walter was always lying to her, so she had a right to complain. But in terms of you know, quote unquote, people being annoyed by a character, I'm not annoyed by Wendy like ever. Me either. I love her performance. But to um, me, if you have a point, if you have a problem with the char- character or anything like that, that just goes to show you how good the character actually is. Right. Yeah. How menacing yeah. she is. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why I like her. She's so smart, and she's and she is calm and collected. That's why I believe she she'll, she will make it out. She will not die, uh, because she always always finds a way to stay calm. But sadly, we we've seen Marty foreshadowed being killed far too many times for him to make it out of this show. I, I just don't, I just don't see it happening either. And he's always getting the crap beat out of him between Omar, every single cartel yeah. first season. You can all just like watching. I don't know if you saw the season finale of Dexter or new blood or anything like that. Not yet. I'm close yeah. to it though. Okay. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I'm just going to go with a different reference to another show and I'm not, I forgot the name of it, but you can only dig yourself out of enough holes to the point where you're either go to prison or you wind up dying by the hands of someone. Yeah. I mean, only two options. Yeah. Even going back to Walter White, like he was foreshadowed that he was going to die the whole time because he had a death sentence in cancer. So it was kind of like the timeline of his cancer, and then he ended up getting shot and bled out and died alone. But that's the same type of thing. Like Marty, Marty's been foreshadowed being killed too many times for it to not happen. Um, it's going to be insane. I think that'll be the very final episode, though. It, I think it'll all boil down. We'll lose a couple characters before the finale, but it'll all boil down to Ruth, Frank Jr., the Casey mob, the cartel, Helen. And Marty, I don't know if both kids will be alive at that point. I don't, but see, everybody else, I, I do. I can see, uh, maybe not the last episode for Marty, maybe the next to last episode for Marty dying could happen. And then yeah. it's about Helen, not Helen, but Wendy trying to figure out a way to survive without her husband. And not only that, but also, too, to mourn over Marty and try to figure out how he got out of certain situations. Yeah. Reflect back on those situations that he saw. And it's it's so funny how big of a jerk Frank Cosgrove Jr. was and how big of an asset he's going to have to be. To he help redeemed by himself now. for me. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, he's been humbled. He's been truly humbled. And he's going to really have to help them out. Like big time, he's gonna have to get some big guns. They're gonna have to have a plan. They're gonna have to really think this out because Javi has to go. Javi cannot. If if Javi's alive, no one is safe. 
No one. No, no one is safe. Like we said before, Javi is way too unpredictable. I'd rather do business with Omar, even though Omar me scares too. the hell out of me. But like I said before, Marnie hung up on him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's what made me laugh. He's like, don't you hang up on me, Marty. Next thing you know, it he hangs up on. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I had enough of you. I'm gonna I'm just gonna do my thing. You just believe in having good faith that I'm gonna end up helping you. And he didn't Marty didn't want to hear anymore. Do not hang up on me, Marty. Boom. He's up like... on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And I'm like that's boss. That, that's boss moves like that. But Omar knew where he stood with uh, Marty, though. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. He knew he would get the job done or try to get the job done the best way possible in the situation, which is also why he wanted to negotiate with the FBI, even though he told right. him it was impossible to do the things that he wanted to do. But you have to come up with some compromise. Yeah, I you got to make some concessions, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I also told my fiance this. I said, it's going to come down to the point where Omar has to go ahead and rat out, out Javi. Because Javi, that's the only way to get him out of Mexico to the point where Omar feels safe without him. Yeah. I think that probably will happen, and that'll be Omar's death sentence. I think so. Because in his mind, it's like, all right, this is the only way I can get out of here. Maybe I got to do a couple years in prison, or maybe he doesn't. But yeah, maybe a couple of years or something like that. He goes on ahead, he goes to prison a little bit. But, you know, this show has so many layers to it, to the point where you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know the roads that that, Mar- that this could actually go on. This could go on so many levels, like Steam Invaders and do. And it's about the direction that they want to go in. It's about also, too, how do they want to set it up for next season? This is just like playing a chess game, like I mentioned before. It also has a little bit of Sons of Anarchy, a little bit with some some of that as well. And also, too, I feel like no one is safe or anything like that in the season. And, you know, I think that this season is very well constructed. It knew what it wanted to be and everything. And I think that this is actually the right way to go about it. I'm, I'm actually messaging Steam right now. He's going to be coming back in a minute. But like I said, I think that this is actually one of the best seasons that I've seen of Ozark. And though I love the whole entire season of Ozark. None of the characters were wasted in any way, shape, or form. I think that this is a perfect season for part one. Part two, I, I, once I see how it wraps up, then I can actually say that Ozark had a perfect season or not. Right now, they're on a roll. They've been hitting home runs out of the park like no tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think that another thing, too, that I want to mention as well, that whenever it comes down to uh, Ben and stuff like that, I think Ben is dead, like Cena Bader said as well. Um, and of course, Ruth's carrying around the vase of ashes and things like that. I just felt bad for her, especially when she confronts Wendy about it. You killed your own brother, and now I have his ashes. And Wendy's complaining about the fact that she has her his ashes. Ruth cared more about Ben than Wendy ever did. And even though Wendy says, "Oh, 
you never Ben never really cared about you. He was just going to go on ahead and move off to the next thing. Well, then I like how Root comes back on her and turns around and says, well, how, what do you mean? What do you, you didn't even have a chance to even, I didn't even have a chance to know if he was going to move on to the next thing or not when you killed him, when you had someone to kill him. And that's what I, that's what ended up happening. She winds up killing, when he winds up killing Ben, then you also have the whole entire retaliation with uh, a division among the family with, of course, uh, the brother of the birds and everything too, where you wind up seeing uh, the young brother wanting to go his own separate way, ways and everything too. And you can't really blame him. His uncle Ben is dead. Uh, no pun intended to Spider-Man or anything like that, but his uncle Ben is dead. Someone he was close to. And here he is. And this is what winds up happening is she took him away from him. And I don't blame the kid at all. Uh, so, anyways, that's going to be it as far as the show goes and stuff like that. We ran into some tech problems at the end, but it was a pleasure to have Scene Invaders on the show and stuff like that. Go on ahead, give them a follow. You can actually listen to them on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys get your major podcasts from and things like that. So, I strongly recommend it. They also did a good job at predicting certain things for the next season for part two. Um, another thing too is if you guys want to go ahead and follow me, just go on ahead and follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and Pinterest as well. And Scene Invaders is back. <laughs> hey, no, sorry, so, about that. no, it's okay, man. Um, but no, uh, do you want to go on ahead do your tags since a little bit of tech problems, or do you want to talk about Ozark a little bit more? Uh, I mean, do you have any last thoughts on Ozark? I gave, I was just talking a little bit more about Ben's ashes, the division with the family, and I don't blame uh, the little brother wanting to go his own separate ways and stuff like that as to going and working for Darlene and Ruth. And then after that, yeah. So that's pretty much where I left off at. Well, I'll just uh, make my final predictions written in stone. Ruth survives. Frank Cosgrove Jr. surprisingly survives. I think he will be the one to take things over with Ruth in the end. I think they'll have a partnership and it's a great chemistry because of how much they hated each other. And and now they have mutual respect. I will say Charlotte dies. Marty dies. Wendy lives. Jonah lives. P.I. dies. Javi dies. And Omar dies. They are my final predictions. Okay, so I'm going to go on ahead and say this. Omar dies. Javi winds up living. Uh, I have him living. I have Jonah working for him. I have his da- the daughter dying, Marty dying, and Wendy living. Okay. What about the P.I.? P.I.'s dead. Yeah. Dead within yeah, the uh, dead. second or third episode. He's dead. There yeah. no two ways about it. <laughs> yeah. We can't get away with anything from, with uh, Javi either. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It's gonna be nuts, and, and and he thinks he's smarter than he is, which he is. He's good at his job. You can tell he's good at his job. But I maybe maybe I shouldn't say smarter. Like he, I don't think he realizes how deep he's in now with the information he's starting to piece together, and he is gonna get himself killed brutally, pretty quickly, I believe too. So, I think so too. we'll see which ones work out, man. This was Definitely. fun. Yo, 
I love this show, dude. One of the best shows on TV. It's it's a shame it's going to have to come to an end. But guess what? The best shows know when to end. So. They're doing it on top. Where, to me, Ozark doesn't have a bad season, believe it or not. Doesn't. Doesn't. Yeah. It's it might get better every time. Uh, yeah. It, there's And like you, what, what you're about to say, there's only a couple TV shows that don't have bad seasons. Yeah, but yeah, like for instance, Breaking Bad, The Sopranos didn't really have a bad uh, season either. Yeah, I really liked everything inside The Sopranos. Liked everything in Sons of Anarchy the way it ended. Uh, this has also layers of, like I said before, of Sons of Anarchy and things like that. Even though that's based off of death, but you know, this this is very good. I I can't wait to see part two. It's rumored to be out in May. That's where it's rumored at right now. Oh, that's good. That's not that bad. That's sooner yeah. than I thought. That's good. That's just right. It's not confirmed, but it's a rumor. I heard different rumblings and stuff like that. But I'm hoping that it's made because that way we don't have that much. The way we don't have to do a lot of recaps to get caught up for it. But I do appreciate the fact that you uh, that you told me about your friend that does the recaps. That actually helped with um, yeah. me getting refreshed for this season. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good at that at the re, uh, the recaps on YouTube. Man, he's. Uh, it's very, very tedious work, but somebody has to do it, right? right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I watch those too to get caught up because you do forget because of how long it's been. But hopefully they film these back-to-back and there's no delay and they get the second half out pretty quickly. Hope so. I hope so. So with so. that being said, where can everybody follow you at? I kind of did your tags a little bit, but you could go on here and do a little bit of a refresher. <laughs> okay. So the, the podcast is called Scenevators. It's available on all podcast platforms. Uh, we're really trying to work on our YouTube right now. So if you want to subscribe, that's also Scenevators. We're Scenevators on every social media platform. Uh, so it's pretty easy to remember. And Scenevatorspodcast.com is our website where we have blogs and uh, things like that. Little you can uh, little about me with uh, all the co-hosts we have. Uh, there's about like 11 people that that do that do things with Cinevators, so it's a cool little group. And yeah, check it out, Cinevatorspodcast.com. And you guys can go ahead and follow me underneath Facebook, underneath Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite, over there. Of course, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to get an audio-only podcast episode, you can get that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Also, too, on Good Pods. Good Pods is where Cinevaders and I are actually at. You can also rate individual episodes as well. And also, too, we can also reply to you guys if you guys comment in the comment section. And, you know, it actually helps us out in the ranking systems for other people to find us as well. So go ahead and do that. Show us some love over there as well. Um, another thing, too, is, is this. Go on ahead and... If you want to, go on ahead. Donate five to ten dollars to us if you guys want to. If you got you don't have to if you don't want to, but if you feel generous, go ahead, go to gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast, donate over there. And of course, you guys can go on ahead and we are, we're actually teaming up with two blur girls podcast to do a Sensi charity for children of St. Jude's Hospital. So all proceeds go over to the children of St. Jude's Hospital. So go in and spend five to ten dollars is totally worth it for the children of St. Jude's Hospital. Also, too, smash that like button, smash that subscribe button on the bottom right-hand corner, and also smash that bell on the bottom right-hand corner as well to allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. Uh, then, of course, go ahead, follow me underneath Twitter, underneath Movie Lovers Unit, and then Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And then 
reach out to me if you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show. Just go ahead, email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com. And then tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, I'm going to be on the show with Alex and Charlie again. They're coming back. And then, of course, I also have William coming back from our Cobra Kai review, and we're going to be doing an eternal spoiler review because I didn't get a chance to do a spoiler review because of the fact that with the pandemic coming out and also the lack of funds, I didn't get around to seeing Eternals. So now I'm able to appreciate that. So go on ahead, tune in tomorrow night. Thursday night is going to be my day off. It's going to be my birthday. So I'm not doing any shows for Thursday night. And then Friday, I will be back with a whole new episode. So go on ahead, uh, subscribe over to our podcast. Thank you again, man. It's been a pleasure and everything to have you on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. We'll have to do this again. Uh, you're coming on Cinevators for February 20th. That'll drop the 21st. Uh, I, I'm excited to see your Eternals reaction because in the theaters, I thought it was so-so. And I've watched it twice on Disney Plus, and now I love it. So I, I'm excited to see that. I'll be tuning in uh, okay, when you definitely. guys do that. Okay, sounds great. Oh, yeah. And Sunday, I'm actually doing a a show in the morning time at 8 o'clock a.m. because of the time differences in Europe. I'm actually interviewing an independent director that we actually did, uh, that Tamika and I did a review on. So go on ahead, check that out, 8 o'clock Central Time in the morning time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. And yeah, just go on ahead, show us some love. And always until next time, guys, it's been real, it's been fun. Can't wait to do this again.